Welcome to the Minnesotanship Life again. Here we go. One more. One more, one more deliverance. One more deliverance. Every utterance of God is a deliverance to us. Every utterance of God is deliverance. And so here we have another opportunity to bring forth a deliverance or to receive deliverance, to deliver us from a wrong mindset, to deliver us from a mindset that is in opposition to the word of God. And so the message is so appropriate for today. It's what I believe he gave to me. And of course, that which he gives to me, I have to walk out as much as anyone out there. We, we the children of God, a call to a life of trust, a life that is solely dependent on the word of God and not circumstance based. And because of it, there is a fight, the fight of faith that we're daily engaged with. And the fight of faith is really to not take a care, to not take the care that's dished out. Can I say to not worry, to not worry. And so the message is why take the care? Come on now, why take the care? And, and we catch ourselves in this moment of care, in this moment of worry, of an anxious mind. I mean, we see our brows drop and our minds get to thinking. And, and before we know it, we, we, we've lost the moment of joy. We've lost, we've lost the victory, so to say, that we are above the moment. And the moment is so lording it over us that we are just not thankful anymore. We are frustrated and we got to tell someone. Oh, oh. the blood of Jesus is over us today the blood of the lamb and so let's start with a psalm a psalm he gave me and so we'll we'll, we'll, we'll believe God will open up this message why take the care so we'll not take the care so we'll not take the care we'll not take the care Psalm 146 and I love the title of that one the happiness of those whose help is the Lord you see, when you know God is your help, when you know God is your help, when you know that he is your place of refuge or he is your hope, why afraid? Why worry? And only joy is found in this place of trusting your help who is God, the helper, mighty Holy Spirit. Let's read the psalm. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Even just that statement is so liberating. As soon as we say praise the Lord, we are above the moment. As soon as we say praise the Lord, we are above this situation of adversity that's wanting to talk to us defeat. As soon as we say praise the Lord, we are already on the victory side. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, oh my soul, you praise the Lord. Speak to yourself today, to your emotions, to your mind, to your will. Praise the Lord. While I live, while I live, I will praise the Lord. The very fact that you're hearing me today and I'm speaking means we're living. And so we have an opportunity to praise the Lord. I'll sing praises to my God. While I have my being, do not put your trust in princes. Don't put your trust in princes, those positions of authority that they can help you. Nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. The word is plain. There is no help. So when someone doesn't help you, why do we get frustrated? Do not put your trust in princes nor in the son of man in whom there is no help. 
His spirit departs. He returns to his earth. In that very day, his plans perish. And so we can also take a moment of reflection here. Why be afraid of the plans of princes? They'll perish. Happy is he. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help. This is you and I, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth. Who is our helper? The one that made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever who keeps truth forever, his word is truth, he keeps his word forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry, the Lord gives freedom to the prisoner, the Lord opens the eyes of the blind, the Lord raises those who are bowed down, are you bowed down today? He raises us up today, the Lord loves the righteous, The Lord watches over the strangers. He relieves the fatherless and widow. But the day of the wicked, he turns upside down. The Lord shall reign forever. Your God, O Zion, to all generations. We have a God that reigns forever. We have a God that is faithful to all of our generations. And so today we do not have to worry. We do not have to take the care. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians. I spoke on light rules last week. Light rules. It was a true utterance. It really, it was really propelling that which I spoke. It was coming from a place of revelation. And so I'd really encourage you, um, to listen to light rules. And so because of it, I want to start this message with the Thessalonians. There's a writing I did not read last week. I really believe it was for this week. And it's 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Let me find Thessalonians here first. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5. And so we just read an encouraging word to praise the Lord, to trust the help that he is to us, that he is to be praised because he's faithful forever. And so now we come to Paul's writing here. But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. You see, you and I know we're living in the last of the last days. It's so, it's so, it's so hyper, hyper, hyper accelerated out there that, that everything is, it's almost seeming like topsy-turvy, topsy-turvy. Such an instability in our times. Such such a, a, a chaos of a moment out there. Well, the word tells us in what we just read that the, the way of the wicked, God turns upside down. Are we spectating a work of God that is bringing wicked plans to nothing and not fully understanding that the plans of God will stand, but the plans of princes will perish? Perish. 
And so concerning the times, Paul tells the Thessalonians, I don't need to write to you because you know what hour you're living in. We are living in the last hour, so don't be perplexed by what you see. There is a culmination of times that we're coming into, a convergence, a coming to an end of a, a great moment to open into a new age, so to say. Verse 2 in First Thessalonians 5, But you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. Because the word of princes cannot be trusted. The word of a man cannot be trusted. When they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes upon them. The ones that are saying lies. Only, the only peace found in this hour is within us, Christ, the Prince of Peace. The only safety that we can walk in is the safety of the lead of the Holy Spirit. Sudden destruction comes upon those that say peace and safety. And it comes as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. It comes as labor pains upon a pregnant woman. And they shall not escape. But you brethren, meaning we're not of those. But you brethren are not in darkness. We have the way out. You're not in darkness so that this day should come, should overtake you as a thief. This is it. You are all sons of light and sons of the day. This ties with last Sunday's message, light rules. We are sons of dominion. We are sons of light. We are sons of the day, the day of his son. And because of it, as we spoke last Sunday, we are placed within, within the body of Christ and we are situated in a place that is safe in Him. That is far above this tumultuous moment of the hour. This, this, this stir up. See, all things is going to line up with the counsel of the will of God. It's not the hour to spectate where God can be found out there. The kingdom of God is within us. The kingdom of God is with us. And when I say that, I'm so mindful of my own personal walk. I have to trust God within me. I have to trust the word he has given me. I have to trust the word of the spirit that's leading me daily. That I'm solely to follow the good shepherd, which is the word of God. And that looks like, that looks like a singleness of sight. That looks like a, 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 a fight for focus. That looks like a constant bringing down of thoughts that are in opposition to that which he says. Thoughts that would make me take the care of the moment. To make me sick. 
to destroy me. But you see, you and I are sons of light and sons of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. We are not of darkness. We are not, our portion is not darkness. Our portion is not darkness. We are of light. We, are, we read last week, Matthew 6, we are the light of the world. And so we're to let our light so shine. A city set up on a hill. That's not to be covered by a basket. We're not made to hide. Hiding does not fit us. Fear does not accommodate us, meaning it's not our portion. There's no safety in fear. Therefore, verse 6, let us not sleep. Because we are children of light, children of the day, and we're not of night, and we're not of darkness. Let us not sleep as they do. This stupor that's out there. Sleepy eyes everywhere. But we're not to partake with that slumber. And the folding of the hands. And walk in dismay. Let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But let us, let us, let us, let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet the hope of salvation. For God did not appoint us to wrath, This is the most liberating statement right here. God did not appoint us to wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Whether we have a breath here on earth, or we cross over on the other side and be ever alive with him forever, in that place that we call heaven, we have a confidence of living together with him. And so because of it, why worry? Because of it, why take the care? Now we can go to Matthew 6 and open up this message. Familiar verses. Just because they're familiar, they have to be lived up familiarly every single day. This is our portion every single day. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, I say to you, the words of Jesus speaking to us. He's speaking to us. Right after he tells us we can't serve two masters. You see, you cannot be a child of the night and a child of the day. And you can't be a child of light and a child of darkness at the same time. Verse 24, if we can start there. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. And the one you love, you serve. The one you hate, you shun. Or else you'll be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't serve the spirit of faith and the spirit of fear at the same time. You can't say you believe in God and yet fear for your life. How often we catch ourselves in these moments of duality. 
Time to come back to the word and read verse 25. Therefore I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you eat or what you drink, nor about your body, what you put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. Look at the little birdies. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap. Oh, what freedom there is in this, what freedom there is in this writing here. In this word of truth, that he keeps truth forever. We read in Psalm 146. Look at the birds of the air, for they neither sow nor reap nor gather into bars, plant for retirement. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. So why care? Why take the care? Why worry? Psalm 146 said, verse 5, Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord his God, who made heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them, who keeps truth forever, who executes justice for the oppressed, who gives food to the hungry. The Lord gives freedom to the prisoners. In Matthew 6, it says, He feeds the birds of the air who do not spend who do not sow, they don't reap, they do not store away for a rainy day, yet our Heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not, are you not, am I not of more value than they? Mm. The worth that we have in Christ. Which of you by worrying can add one cubit to his stature. We can add a lot of wrinkles and gray hairs, though. So why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. These are the ones that don't spin. <laughs> they neither toil nor spin. Yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothed the grass of the field, now if God so clothes the grass of the field, that we mow every week, that we tread on every day, that we really don't care about much, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not, will he not much more, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? See, when we catch ourselves in worry, we are of little faith. Oh, my faith is so strong, I'm so built up. Are we worrying? Verse 11, therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? 
And then he'll tell us who are the ones that speak this way. It's not a child of the day. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows what you need, that you need all these things. But seek first. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to you. And all these things shall be added to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the truth of his words. Seek ye first the glory of your heavenly father. Give him praise daily. Be thankful for what he's given to you. That you are his child. And all these things. All these things shall be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Hey, oh, that, that right there is revolutionary to all of us. What? Not to worry about tomorrow. What's that? <laughs> not to worry about tomorrow. What's that? That's called faith in God. That's when we have finally ceased from this labor, laborious thought process of trying to figure out our lives. And fully entrusted ourselves to the care of God. Because he cares for us. Therefore, we do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow we'll worry about its own things, sufficient for the days, its own trouble. The word of God says sufficient for the days, its own trouble. Yeah, you are facing trouble. All of us encounter trouble every single day. But Jesus says, believe in God and believe in him also. And do not be troubled. But be of good cheer. Be of good cheer. To be of good cheer is to believe the word of God. To be of good cheer is to realize I don't have to worry about tomorrow. I don't have to worry about tomorrow. Let's go to chapter 10 of that book. Twenty-nine. Are not two sparrows sold for a copper coin? Two little birdies sold for a copper coin. And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. What comfort we can find here. And not one of them falls to the ground apart from your father's will. But the very hairs of your head are all numbered. He knows everything about you and I and he loves us. Do not fear, therefore. You are of more value than many sparrows. You are of more value than many sparrows. Matthew 13, because on the other side of this is destruction. On the other side of this anxiousness of mine is not, it's not a better life. Matthew 13, Let's read um, this parable in verse 3, and then we'll read the explanation of Jesus, the, the parable of the sower. 
Matthew 13, 3. Then he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seed fell by the wayside, and the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth, and they immediately, immediately sprung up because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, the heat of the day, the trouble of the hour, the intensity of the moment, when the sun was up, they were scorched. That would not be me, nor would it be you. And because they had no root, they withered away. That's not my portion, neither is your portion. We're the children of the day, the children of light, the trust God. They've rooted ourselves and allowed the word of God to dwell in us richly. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up and choked them. This is what I'm going to focus, this verse. Seven, the explanation of it. And some fell among thorns, among many cares, and the thorns sprang up and choked them, but others fell on good ground. It's you and I. But others fell. We are the good ground that the word of God lands in and stays in and we abide in. Others fell on good ground and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. And here he's going to do explanation. In verse 18, after he speaks to the disciples in verse 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. You and I in Christ have an opportunity, an ability to see and to hear right. You and I are portioned for truth. Truth is that what fits us and leads us and guides us and molds us and shapes us. We conform to truth daily. And so we have eyes to see, blessed eyes and blessed ears to hear today. We don't have to worry. And so he goes in the explanation and you can read that. I'm going to focus on verse 22 because the explanation of the thorns, the ones that fell among thorns. Verse 22, now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word. You and I are hearing the word today. And the cares, the worries of this world. Do you know this world is filled with worries? This world is filled with cares. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. The deceitfulness of riches that the pagans are so big on. What am I going to wear? What am I going to eat? I know it. I'm just going to go and I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to store into bars. I'm going to work extra hard. There's nothing wrong in, in doing all with excellence and diligence unto the Lord. But that is a place where you're trusting him for every breath. The strength of his sinew. So you have an opportunity to give. 
So here I want to look up some words. That word worry is actually the verb of what we read in Matthew 6 that said, do not worry about your life. Jesus says to us, do not worry about our lives. And if we choose to not heed and be a doer of the word of God, we'll find ourselves being choked of life because we chose to worry and to take the cares of this world. Let's look at that word worry because that is very, very, very telling. I'll go to my strong concordance. I have it queued up somewhere. I just couldn't find it right off the bat, so I'll requeue it. Matthew 6, 25. Therefore, Jesus says, I tell you, do not worry about your life. That word worry is the strong's. 3309, very telling of what happens to us and, and where we encounter ourselves in these places of anxiousness of mind and why this is a place of full destruction, being choked of life. This word is uh, Mary Nao, 3309, and it is to be anxious, to care for, to care for, <laughs> you know, I got to take care of my life to care for. I'm over anxious can be used. Uh, this word's used. I'm being over anxious. I'm anxious about. I'm distracted. Another way to use this word to worry. When he says, do not worry about your life. He's also saying, don't be distracted with the cares that's found in this world with your life. I care for is another way that you can use this word. But the word study of it is, is just pretty profound. And it's the first time I actually took note of this word study. I've never actually broken it down. I've never gone to the Strong's to realize what it means. This word means a part. This word 3309, Miriam now means a part. As opposed to the whole. Properly, it's drawn in opposition, in opposite direction, meaning properly being drawn. So there is, there is a place of being a part of, and there is a place of being a whole, and one and the other are not the same. They're just the polar opposites. It is also can be used, divided into parts, and so to worry also means to be divided into parts. It is to go to pieces. When I worry... When you worry, when we worry, we go to pieces because we're being pulled apart in different directions. Like the force exerted by sinful anxiety, worry. Worry is sin. And worry will destroy you by making you fall apart. By being... By being in the state of being brought to pieces, you're not moving forward with a plan of God. You're looking back like Lot's wife, trying to figure out, trying to figure out your past. Trying to understand why you're here by looking back there. It's time to cease from this idleness of state, 
of falling to pieces. Oh no, you know, I gotta be reasonable. I, I gotta take care after all. I gotta be responsible. He said to us in Matthew 6, he'll take care of us. That he knows the needs we have, uh, uh, the needs we have before we even know it ourselves. It means this word worry, to be divided into pieces, to go to pieces, because we're being pulled apart in different directions, like the force exerted by sinful anxiety worry. It's used, it's used of effectively distributing concern in proper relation to the whole part. Worry makes you an expert, um, how can I say, um, you know, you can talk to people and they have such, such what they might think logical streams of understanding where they, they know every moment of why they're here and, and, uh, and what brought them here. And so if they can fix what brought them here, they'll fix how they can move from here over there. That's foolishness. As soon as we catch ourselves in these logical thought processes of, of these pieces, trying to put the pieces together, they never fit. Because the moment that the pieces were portioned for didn't fit even back then. So you can't fit pieces together outside of realizing I am already whole in Christ. My identity is not the old man. The old man is buried and dead and gone through the water of baptism. I've identified with the death of Christ. And so behold, I'm a brand new creation. I'm whole, fully complete in Christ. Every Sunday I speak pretty much the same message. Because without this understanding and revelation of applying the life of Christ and living out his life in every moment, we're sunk. Because this world is filled with cares, filled with snares, full of thorns. This word is um, worry. It's an old verb for worry and anxiety, which really means to be divided, to be distracted. It is more commonly used in the negative sense in the New Testament, meaning there's no one good example where God would tell you, worry now. It, it's too far gone. You better worry now. You'll never read that in the Word of God. So, so when we look at what he talks about in, in Matthew 13.22 about the cares, these thorns. Now he who received seed among the thorns is he who hears the word and the cares, the worries, the noun of this word, the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and he becomes unfruitful. We try, you're trying, you're trying to move forward and you find yourself in these unfruitful moments. Well, we can take inventory because the word of God sheds light on these moments and realize and check, have we been worrying? Have we been taking the cares of this world? Let's go to Matthew. Actually, let's move to, to Luke. Luke talks the same. On the way to look in Mark 4, the same parable, I want to look at Mark 4, writes, brings it out a little bit different. 
Mark 4, 18. Now these are the ones sown among thorns. They are the ones who hear the word. And so we know there is a hearing of the word. And the cares of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things. Other things but the word of God. Selfish ambition. And the desire of other things entering in choke the word. The desire for other things entering in choke the word and it becomes unfruitful. What are you allowing? What desires are you mesmerized by today? Because that which you let in your life would either propel you into fruitfulness for the kingdom of God, which is, of course, the entry of his word that brings light, or deceitfulness of riches, cares of the world, and desire for other things. They'll bring unfruitfulness to your life. In Luke 10, we have the good example here of Miss Martha. Martha, Martha, he calls us. He calls her and sometimes calls me too to wake me up. Uh, Luke 10, where is it? Luke 10. Forty. I'm in Martin, that's why I can't see it. <laughs> we got to look sorry. I'm like, I don't see it in look ten. It was a mark. Okay, look ten. Thirty-eight. Now it happened as they were as they went that he entered a certain village. He entered a certain village and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. You know, this, you, you can, you can, you can see the parable here, right? They heard the word and welcomed it. And so here Martha is receiving the word, Jesus, and is welcoming him. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Heard his word with the hearing of faith. But Martha was distracted. She was worried. She was divided. She was coming to pieces. Was distracted with much serving. And she approached him. She approached the master Jesus, the word, and said to him, Lord, do you not care? She's taken on the care. Now she's going to put it on Jesus. Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve all alone? I'm all by myself here. Therefore, tell her to help me. I choose to trust in the flesh of man, she's saying, better than trusting your word. That I'm seeing my sister sit at your feet and listen to you. So here we have Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. 
But Martha was distracted with much serving, and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care? Do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, 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 you are worried. You're worried. You're all divided and troubled about many things. But one thing, oh, when you're in the middle of worry and when you're in the middle of troubled by many things, the last thing you want to hear someone tell you is this verse, what Jesus says to us, 42. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. What is he saying? What is the one thing? To sit at his feet and hear him. To trust that which he says, that he is our help. But one thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away because we know through the hearing of faith what comes. Faith. Faith comes. That's the only requirement for us living life as a Christian. Faith. Because we don't want to be told, like we, 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 we read in Matthew 6, oh, you have little faith. Why are you worried? The snares of these thorny situations in our lives. Let us be, let us be diligent. Let us be sober, like Paul told the Thessalonians, to not take these thorny moments inside of us and allow it to destroy us. To bring another affection that is not of God. Because we're in the last hour, Luke 21. He says to Paul to the Salons, you know the hour. We know the hour. It's the last hour. Luke 21, 34. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and what? And cares of this life. How important is this not to worry? Very important. How important is it not to take the care of the moment in this hour, knowing it's the last hour? It is very important. And yet it's really, it's really the way we fall asleep the most. Oh, worry. What do you mean worry? I'm not worried. And yet we are worried. Oh, anxious. But take heed to yourselves, Jesus says, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of this life, and that day come on you unexpectedly as a thief in the night. But what Paul told us, because we're children of the day, children of the light, that this would not come to us this way. Because we're not apportioned to wrath, but to salvation. 
Paul to Timothy writes in First um, Timothy six, I believe. Yeah, right, right. You know, he, he we over the weeks we've we've spoken of this so much, so much. You know, verse 12, 6, 12, 1 Timothy. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life to which you are called and have confessed the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. But what I, I really wanted to is, is read verse 20. The good fight of faith is to shun cares. Do not have an anxious mind. Do not worry about tomorrow. Great faith looks like trusting God right now. Right now, I'm well taken care of. Right now. If God be for me, who can be against me? Right now. The master of the universe, the creator of heaven and earth, and all that's in the sea is for me. Right now, I have help. Oh, Timothy. 1 Timothy 6, 20. Oh, Timothy. Guard. Guard what was committed to your trust, which is the word of God. Avoiding the profane and idle babblings, which Matthew, I didn't read it, but Matthew tells us is idle babblings will give an account. These, these words, these words that we just think are so insignificant for every word will give an account to God. And all the more way to avoid this idle babblings, this godless chatter, and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. And in this, in this avoiding this godless chatter, worry is in it. Everyone's stressed out there. Everyone's worried about everything. And some actually call that knowledge. Time to breathe in and trust God. He's got us. No matter what it is out there, the turbulence of what princes are planning, what they're not planning, it will come to naught. But the word of God abides forever. And we cannot allow these cares to steal the peace that we have in him. Because he continues that some that have taken on these things have strayed concerning the faith. Let's read this verse again, 20 and 21. Oh, Timothy, and put your name there. I can put my name, Odessi. Guard what was committed to your trust. Avoiding the profane and idle babblings and contradictions of what is falsely called knowledge. By professing it, some have strayed concerning the faith. Grace be with you. Amen. Grace be with us today. We are the light of the world. We are children of the day. And so because of it, we don't have to take the care. We don't have to. Do not take the care. Do not worry about your life. We'll continue this message next Sunday. Glory be to God. We're done.